entrepreneurs so on born that brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's grow. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me and our guests, and this way we can get this content out to more people. Today, we have another great episode lined up for you. I originally got connected with this guest via our Opportunity Generation Department at Height. They sent me over his information and mentioned he would be a great guest for the podcast. He and I hopped on a quick Zoom call to learn a little bit more about each other and I'm really excited for this episode. He's a former DSS special agent who in 2011 became cognitively and physically impaired after a decade in the most stressful job in federal law enforcement. He decided he would rebuild himself better than he was and on this journey become the first social media influencer in the federal government, earned a master's degree in LOD with a focus on executive coaching to a senior advisor in the U.S. state. Uh, Department of State responsible for developing the mental skills of 2,000 special agents in 50,000 support personnel, and now he's also an entrepreneur. This journey has been accompanied by training by Harvard, career experience, self-study, and a lot of time as his own guinea pig to becoming a SME in anti-fragility and on crisis leadership. My guest today is Ron Holloway. He is an anti-fragility coach, consultant, and public speaker. He's also got an awesome book that we're going to be talking about as well called Anti-Fragility, 10 Principles to Live By to Turn Crisis into Opportunity. Ron, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really excited to dig in. I know we're talking about just some of the amazing stuff that uh, you're you're talking about in terms of what's going on in the world and in crisis and all those different things with some of the PR stuff that you got going on. So really excited about this episode, learn a little bit more about you and have our guests take some stuff away. So why don't you start us out by giving us a little bit of history? I know I had a brief bio right there, but give us a little bit of history about who you are, what you do, what led you to this point, and we'll go from there. Well, it's seven years old. I saw my first James Bond movie. He drove a Lotus into the ocean and turned into a submarine. And I said, when I grow up, I want to kill KGB agents and Stasi agents. And from that point forward, I pursued that career path like a little kid who wants to be an astronaut and uh, serve in the military intelligence, studied foreign languages. And at 29, I was a special agent in the State Department's Bureau of Diplomatic Security a DSS special agent, which you might have heard of from the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, I did that for the first nine years. And it's one of the most stressful jobs in federal law enforcement. And uh, I'm a bit of an outlier. I'm neurodivergent. And I'm able to kind of see things and do things that are atypical. So I would get stuck with problems to solve that maybe other people wouldn't. And the stress finally got to me, and I spent three years under observation, and then I was transferred out of being an agent to a foreign affairs position. And during that time, I had to rebuild myself. Uh, went blind one day, cognitively impaired, emotionally, anxiety. Uh, the mind and body are one, so my body was jacked up, and uh, I had to rebuild myself. And so I looked at how am I going to change how I think? So I studied philosophy, and it's very common now to talk about uh, stoicism 
that I asked any stoicism in Eastern thought uh-huh. to address the thoughts I was having. So thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are linked. So I studied psychology. I worked with a team and uh, physiology. I knew I was going to be in for the long haul. So I went from being a weightlifter, preparing to tackle somebody who's trying to shoot my protectee to an endurance athlete dropping 70 pounds in four months because I knew I was going to have to endure a lot of suck. And that's a good way to train for it. And I just started rebuilding myself. And as I did, I realized that I'm not the only guy in the unit in the organization that's having these problems and I want to protect them. So I said, okay, I will further my education by teaching other people what I learned. So best way to learn something is to have to teach it. You learn it once for yourself, once for someone else. And in the process, next thing I know, I'm doing it social media through our own internal intranet. And it just takes off. And uh, I was asked to speak at the Foreign Service Institute and I become a thought leader. And over a period where I was doing a very stressful counterterrorism job, non-special agent, I started a blog. And I got my master's degree in leadership and organizational development, uh, emphasis on being an executive coach. And uh, finally, our equivalent of a two-star general picked me out of that office and gave me a contract position as a senior advisor in human capital development to teach widespread everything I've been doing on my own, kind of grassroots. And uh, COVID came, her successor came, who uh, basically told me she doesn't read my emails. And when the COVID budget cuts came, my position got defunded. I immediately pivoted because my whole thing of anti-fragility is taking things and turning them to your advantage. And I said, hell yeah, Uh, 48. Just lost the only job I know. And guess what? I'm going to start over again. So I pivoted, moved to Texas, doubled down on my business. uh, And that's where I am now. And I was on 10 new shows last week. And I'm hanging out every now and then with professional athletes. And it's been quite a journey. I've been here a year and a half. And the best thing could happen to me was getting out of D.C. and moving to Texas. Wow. Aside being born this good looking. Yeah. Can't argue with that for sure. That's an incredible story. And I appreciate you sharing that with the audience. And and I love, and even with our first conversation, I just love your outlook on just life in general and how things are coming and things are going and how you can overcome and kind of turn those negatives or obstacles into opportunities. And I think that's one of the things that most people struggle with, especially as entrepreneurs is there's going to be, I was talking with an entrepreneur this morning, struggling on getting his feet off the ground. He's like, hey, I'm having all these problems. I just want these problems to go away. The problem <laughs> is, is that the more successful that you are, the, the more you grow in business, new problems come into the fold. Problems don't go away and new things come into the fold. So I'm really excited to, to learn a little bit more and, and talk to us a little bit more about kind of your style of coaching and kind of what you speak on and a little bit about the book before we get into the rest of the episode. Sure. So, you know, you got a lot of people out there say they're, you know, they're motivational speakers and they'll hype you up and say, be an alpha male or <laughs> reach the warrior within, wake up before in the morning. I'm not really like that. Uh, one, I come from a real environment of alpha males. Mm-hmm. 
military and federal law enforcement. We don't really talk like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my style is confrontational in terms of coaching. I ask open-ended questions like any coach would. However, when I bring to it that other coaches wouldn't, is anti-fragility, my personal experiences with turning things to my opportunity or to turning things that happen into an opportunity. And as far as speaking, I like to empower people, but not through pumping them up emotionally and getting them into an emotional state. Rather, give them actual knowledge, skills, and abilities that they can apply to affect and will actually make them more effective, which will then empower them. Mm. Love that. Thank you. And the book itself is... Well, it's probably the only book you're going to read that has the mix between Bruce Lee, Marcus Aurelius, and a number of other people. Um, part of it, mental health. Part of it, business. And even a mention of brass knuckles and uh, how to consume intelligence instead of just, or how to create intelligence instead of just consuming information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's powerful. I, I like how you talk about like mixing all those things together, because I think a lot of people struggle with mental health when they're running their own business. They struggle with the type of information that they're getting and, and really turning that switch on to be able to obtain the information and then figure out how to implement it and how to understand it best for for themselves. So um, really, really, really excited to, to hear more about kind of your journey and as you've progressed on some things that you have found that have made you successful thus far. So if you had to pinpoint three key things, what we like to call them ingredients, what would those three things be that have made you successful in your journey thus far? Okay, so... This is a double-edged sword. I have a high tolerance for pain. Uh, and that can be mental or physical. Uh, problem is, if you're not in touch with when you're actually injuring yourself, you could do worse. But I'm pretty good at differentiating between actual pain and discomfort. Uh, another, which is probably contrary to what most people hear, I actually hate to fail. You know, we always hear fail first, fail fast, fail often, you know, failures. Man, I come from a world where if I failed, somebody was going to die. Yeah. So really, rather than just leaving it up to chance and just throwing something against the wall, I prepare, I do as much prep work ahead of time, as much advanced work, study my objective, study my adversary get my resources together and uh, so that I reduce the margin of failure in the first place, because, you know, people can say that in those motivational things about fail all the time. Well, if you're on a limited budget um, or you've got a wife who's saying, Hey, when's this thing going to start making money? Mm-hmm. You can't have unlimited failures. Yeah. Um, yep. so you need to quickly learn from the ones that you've had mm-hmm. and, uh, think ahead, anticipate some of the problems, read, study. And I guess that leads into the third one, which is learning constantly. I'm so curious about the changing nature of my environment. And one of the big things I talk about is Darwin in the business sense. And uh, 
adapting earlier and more appropriately than the competition. And so the key to that isn't necessarily iterating faster, but more picking up earlier on what's going on in your environment that you need to adapt to. Mm. So like right now I'm looking at AI. That's kind of my next thing. Mm -hmm. AI is coming. A lot of people are sitting there complaining and saying this will be the end of the world. And I've got my son, who's my head of research and development, saying, where are we going to plug AI in with what we do? And where will the opportunities be? Mm. So I'm high paying tolerance, um, hate to fail, and uh, curiosity. Love that. That's That's a solid combo. That's a, that's three really quality things that I think make a lot of people successful. And I, and I love that you talk about the, the fail forward that a lot of people are like, just go fail, go fail, go fail. And I think it gives the wrong impression, as you mentioned, that one failure is okay, but two, in order to be successful, you have to fail a ton. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've struggled with that myself. Cause I wouldn't cons- I mean, I, I failed daily in very, interesting sense of like, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. But like true failure, I am lucky enough that I haven't had it. And I always feel like in order because of society, they're like, oh, in order to reach this level, you have to have some massive failure where you lose everything and then you have to build your way back up. And I just don't think it has to be like that. So I'm really, um, really excited to hear you say that specifically. As we kind of progress here and kind of talk about the journey as a whole, I know you kind of gave us some background on some stuff, but as you've been out on your own now and you've kind of done all these different things, you're continuing to grow your brand, go your bris- go grow your business. What are some ups and downs that you've had throughout your journey thus far? Um, let's just focus on my entrepreneur journey over the last year, because we can talk forever about me being sick, mm-hmm. but, uh, New world to me, right? So I'm coming out of the government, uh, total 24 years service through military and state department into the civilian world, huge transition in terms of environment. Mm. And I had to adapt and it took some time. Uh, you know, and I liken it to being Tarzan when he first arrived in London and had to wear shoes and talk with people in something other than grunts. That's how I was here when I was learning to network. Mm-hmm. Also, not hitting other men in the head with a wrench when they say something stupid. Mm. Yep. (laughs) Um, Then there was the process of myself giving myself time to retune and readjust and understand just what is it I'm selling, you know, really getting to know my product and service. And uh, a lot of it, I learned in a certain way, I create things in a certain way. So I, I go for saturation. So I just, I'm always reading, always have five books going uh, relative to what I'm doing. And then I step back and let it incubate and then see what kicks out. Hmm. Like my book, it's an ebook, you know, it's, it's about 50 pages, but it's nutrient dense, but that the actual creation of the book took a decade hmm. for me to learn. Mm-hmm. The writing of the book only took a few days. Yeah, it was already yeah. there. It was just a matter of structuring it. 
so I think that's one way to look at it is how to get saturated with the new environment, sit back, let it incubate. And then now where I am, I'm cool again. Mm. So it sounds like you obviously have a process of how you move forward with everything or how you analyze situations. You talk about being able to digest those things, incubate and kind of move on from there. I'm assuming a lot of that stuff you were able to translate over from your time, you know, in, in, in working in the government and all of those amazing things to be able to do that over there. How did that process kind of translate from, you know, the basically working for somebody else, doing this with inside the government, all those things to entrepreneurship? What was that specific transition tra- transition like? I was a bit of a mutant in the government in that I was an entrepreneur as opposed to an entrepreneur. So I was always, I was creating things. I mean, one of the directors told me, Ron, I just want to give you an office of people and tell them to do what you say and create stuff. <laughs> um, but let me think on that for a second. Yeah, I, I think the transition from my government skills and my personal life to what I'm doing now, one thing throughout all of it is the human element. Mm. The human element never really changes. Yep. Right. So thoughts, emotions, and behavior, the maintenance of your physical, mental, and spiritual health. Uh, all of that's been going on with me since 2011. Mm. And now it's just come into a new market in the civilian world. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes makes a lot of sense. And and yeah, you can definitely see that. I think the the one thing across the board, as you mentioned, like the human element is something that people when AI comes out, when technology comes out, when all these different things come out, when COVID happened and it's more uh, Zoom uh, remote environment, I think the human element continues to get further and further away. But that's the thing that makes us who we are. And that's the key aspect to doing all this stuff, even if it is in a remote environment. So very, very, very powerful stuff there. The next thing that uh, we'll get into kind of here is talking about a lesson that you've learned that you would share with someone that's an entrepreneur looking to save them years worth of mistakes. What's the one thing that you've learned thus far that you would share with that entrepreneur? This is a very direct and not touchy feeling. (laughs) Get someone else to do your marketing. Mm-hmm. Don't try to market for yourself if you don't know marketing. Mm. Don't try to teach yourself how to do videos. Just go on something like Bark or Fiverr and find people who can do that stuff. Mm. Uh, focus on the business. The other thing is your product or service needs to be read. Mm. Relevant, easy decision, and distinct. Mm. And if you build around that, uh, you're going to have a a useful product. You're going to have success. Mm. Great information. I love the the red. I love that acronym and I love hiring out whether it's marketing, like whatever it is with inside of your business, that's not your zone of genius. Hiring that stuff out earlier rather than later. That's a, that's a mistake that I made along the way as well as trying to hold on to everything. Cause I felt like I had to be the expert because it was my business. And then you start to realize how much time, energy and money you spend 
trial and airing all that stuff when you could have just got it done right the first time. So, so definitely yeah, it's not even necessarily all that expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I wrote the book, but the actual graphics that was done for me and a guy in Bangladesh for 65 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. Oh yeah. No, it looks, it looks great. And we'll have that ebook in the show notes for everybody as well. So that way people can pick that up too. But as we kind of wrap the episode up here, Ron, kind of talking about distribution within the entrepreneur process is what is next? So obviously you have the book, you have all these amazing things, you have all the, the speaking things that you're doing. Talk to us about what the future holds for you, your business and everything you have going on. So Business really is doubled down on exposure and just getting the word out there. The other thing is I'm looking at another business. Uh, So I look at the changing nature of my environment, right? I'm curious. I want to adapt earlier and more appropriately. And I also want to leverage all the resources I have. Mm. So one Mm. of the businesses I'm looking to start up is uh, getting people off the X. So if you find, if you find, follow Ray Dalio and he talks about like the American empire kind of being on a decline Mm. rise in China. And then we look at the different ways America can go as far as stability. Well, I think in terms of my great grandchildren, what would the company country be like then? So I'm looking at other countries, uh, namely Chile where I could work with high net worth people set them up socially in other countries. So I'd be leveraging my Intel background, my diplomatic background, business background to help people navigate the social side and somebody else can handle the logistics side. Hmm. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, I get to live abroad and yeah. really build it for my family and have somebody else pay for it. I love that. Yeah, building the legacy and building that impact is is super powerful. Well, Ron, I really appreciate you coming on the episode today. Where can people find out more about you? Whether it's a website, social links, we'll have all that stuff in the show notes for them to be able to grab the ebook as well. Yeah. So uh, my website is arrowcoachingllc.com. And you have to have that LLC because somebody else is Arrow Coaching. Uh, so uh, On there are the buttons to push for my social media. So Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I've got company pages for all that. And you can also Google my personal page on LinkedIn. You'll see all my patchwork quilt of background with some pretty unique fabrics. Awesome. Well, we're excited to to have this episode come out. As I mentioned, we'll have all that stuff in the show notes. So that way you guys can follow Ron, learn more about everything he has going on. Again, Ron, thank you so much for coming on the episode today. We really appreciate your time. Well, brother, thank you for having me and giving me this opportunity. Absolutely. And to the audience, I want to thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed. I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs aren't born, they're brewed. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur.